The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. On this week's Court TV podcast, the hammer-killing murder trial came to a dramatic close with the jury convicting Mark Seavers of orchestrating the murder of his wife. Will that same jury sentence Seavers to the death penalty? And to Michigan we go, where Stephen Washington is on trial for the murder of Isai Barones. But will some shocking testimony from an eyewitness scuttle the prosecution's case? And we have an exclusive update on the upcoming trial of movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinnie Politan and Seema Iyer. Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. Great to have you aboard. I'm Vinnie Politan, sitting across the table from Seema Iyer, my co-worker, colleague, and friend here at Court TV. Hello, how are you? Uh, great. Uh, full docket today here oh, on the podcast. Oh my gosh. This, this, is, is, this is big. It's unbelievable. At the end of the year, our docket would be so full, but it is, so... Yeah, and we could have actually had more stories, but we only have time for the top, the most captivating stories in the country right now. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's start with the stunning verdict that just came down in the case of Mark Seavers, the husband accused of orchestrating the murder of his wife. Convicted Dr. of orchestrating the murder of his right. wife. That's right. He was convicted. Okay. He's no longer right. accused. Let's, let's hear it. We figured it out. <laughs> Let's hear how it all came down in one Florida courtroom. Verdict. We, the jury, find as follows as to the defendant in this case. Count one, first-degree murder. The defendant is guilty of first-degree murder. Conspiracy. The defendant is guilty of conspiracy. So say we all, December 4th, 2019, by the foreperson. I love the way she said guilty in the first one. I mean, there was a little emphasis. Did you, did you notice that? I did. And a lot of times, and you've seen this, clerks, they get riled up about cases. And this was a case to do it because I don't think anyone was surprised by this. No, he was connected. And there was no reason for Curtis Wright and Jimmy the Hammer Rogers to murder Dr. Teresa Seavers other than for money. Money they were going to get from Mark Seavers, the doctor's husband, the uh, stay-at-home dad who sort of managed her office. Um, and he was going to get somewhere in the area of $5 million was the total package of life insurance that yes. she had. And he was going to throw 100000 or so to uh, Curtis Wright, who was then going to give like 10000 to the hammer. Poor hammer. Poor hammer. Okay. And just to set this up, so uh, Mark Seavers, friends, childhood friends, grew up in Missouri with Curtis Wayne Wright. Curtis Wayne Wright, uh, at his wedding, this is when Mark Seavers is like, hey, dude, congratulations on the marriage. And BTW, will you help me uh, kill my wife? So he gets Curtis Wright on board. And then Curtis Wright brings in his friend, Jimmy Ray Rogers. I, I call him Jimmy the Hammer because that's what uh, that's what his girlfriend called him. That's what his girlfriend called him. He called himself. That was his nickname. I mean, and we saw photos of Jimmy Rogers' uh, bedroom where he had hammers on the nightstand. Who has hammers on their nightstand in the bedroom? That, that is well, if I, you know, I'm a single woman, so I may keep a hammer on my nightstand just in case somebody came into my apartment. So I just 
Well, as, it's, as it's, a protective It's, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. He's a murderer. And uh, yes. they, they got the whole crew. So Jimmy, Jimmy Ray was convicted at trial, but of second-degree murder. Curtis Wright is the one who took the deal yes. and testified against Rogers and Seavers. And Seavers was convicted by the jury. What is surprising is Jimmy Ray Rogers, at least surprising to me, Jimmy Ray Rogers' jury, they took over 12 hours in the course of two days and ended up coming down with a compromise verdict of second-degree murder. And I say compromise verdict because we spoke to one of the jurors from that trial, uh, Mr. Roberts, and he said that, yeah, basically everybody was struggling between first degree and not guilty, and then they settled on second degree. So that's fine. But- the problem was they had to believe Curtis Right. That was the problem. Oh, yeah. They, was, and they hated Chris. They hated right? this they guy. Hated Who him. doesn't hate this guy? Right. But they, correct. But <laughs> they also said, Mr. Roberts, it was really interesting. And it's so interesting we talked to jurors. I think this is the most fascinating thing. And uh, definitely check out our interview on courttv.com because this gentleman was very uh, illuminating. But he said that if they had more evidence that the Seavers jury got, that Rogers would have been convicted, in his opinion, of first-degree murder and maybe even conspiracy. And it was interesting because uh, Rogers is is the one, you know, he, he got the, the cases um, separated. So he was oh, able yeah. so he was able to try his case without oh, yeah, Seavers right. being there, which uh, you know helped him out, uh, I guess, in terms of what the evidence was in the case. I was surprised the Seavers uh, jury, they went, I think, four plus hours. I think they went like four hours and 15 minutes or whatever, which was like 10. Fast. Four hours and 10 minutes longer than I. No, I thought they'd be back in five minutes. I thought they would be back. They would go back. Take a lunch order. It's a death raise their hands case. and They're go back. They're not going to take five minutes. Well, They're just not going to do it. Hold that on way. a second. I think that's the. I think that's the struggle. I think, and we've seen this now uh, since our relaunch of Core TV, is that uh, that has been the struggle. Is the death penalty phase, and that's happening right now, folks, as we speak. Uh, the same jury that found Mark Seavers guilty of conspiracy and first-degree murder is now deciding, essentially, whether Mark Seavers lives or dies. Yeah, it, it's a tough decision. And and I think another reason it takes some time to come to a verdict, even when the evidence is seemingly overwhelming, is that they're not lawyers. These are ordinary people, and there's 12 of them. Sure, yeah, okay? that's a good point. And, and, you know, maybe six of them understood the jury charge, Maybe eight of them did. Maybe 11 did. But maybe there's someone that didn't quite understand the instructions that the judge gave. Maybe maybe there's some discrepancy about exactly what the facts are. So every jury that I've spoken to, um, and they go through it differently. I mean, there was a case that I covered up in Massachusetts where the jury was out the whole week. And what happened was it was a long trial. It was like a month and a half trial. But the jury was out for the whole week. They didn't take a vote until Friday. They deliberated Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then voted on Friday. They took their first vote on Friday, and it was guilty. And the reason was this jury decided they just wanted to go through the entire case themselves. And they walked through all the evidence before they took a When you a say vote. themselves, you mean together, Together. Like the jur- as a, yeah, as, to, as together, instead of what the lawyers and sure, every, sure, everyone sure, else sure. telling them, they did it themselves. Whereas if I was on a jury, the first thing I would do is say, hey, guys, let's vote. Let's see where we are. Well, but they, but not all juries do that. But why? Okay, so where did you get that idea? Like it, from practicing or from... What idea? 
Where did you get the idea that the first thing they do is vote? No, no, no. That's what I would do. Okay. If, if, if I ever got picked to be on a jury. But do you think that? I don't is think what... a lot of them do. Oh, I think you don't. sometimes okay. they okay. walk through this stuff. They try to figure things out. So they have their own ways. Yeah, but what? They're never told how to do it. We don't tell I'll our t- juries how to deliberate. So no, they've got to figure it out for you, themselves. I'll, I'll tell you why people get that idea. From movies. Could Did be. you do you remember? I think it was a time to kill where like the minute they go out, they all sit down, I think, for dinner and, and they're like, all right, let's take a vote. So I think a lot of people get the idea that the first thing jurors do is vote from TV and movies. Yeah, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. And I understand they're not lawyers and, and they kind of have to figure it out for themselves. And, and it depends um, on who their leader is, who they you know vote as their uh a four person and, and take it from there. But I've seen it done different ways in all these conversations I've had with jurors afterwards. Also worth mentioning, Curtis Wainwright has not been sentenced yet. Even though he gets the 25 years, they still, the prosecutors uh, still have to go through that plea deal and make sure that he abided by everything as it, uh, is uh, enumerated in that agreement. And he's scheduled, I think, for February 2020, which is a while from now. Then Jimmy Ray Rogers is scheduled for his sentencing this week, and he could face... Up to life. Up to life in prison. Right. So you've got three people all involved in this conspiracy. Um, You've got Jimmy Ray Rogers facing life. You've got Curtis Wright, just 25 years, and Mark Seavers, the man who orchestrated it, the potential of a death sentence. And I almost think it's almost appropriate. The 25-year deal, I hate. It kills me. But I don't think without Curtis Wright's testimony, they could have gotten a conviction for Mark Seavers. And I believe he is the one most culpable. And I use uh, SEMA, the old but-for test. Not the but-three, not the but-two, but the but-for test. Okay. But for Mark Seavers wanting his wife dead, nobody kills her. Right. I don't know why people get... There is some controversy, you know, when it comes to conspiracy cases about, you know, he wasn't there. Why is he getting the harshest punishment? But it is the but for answer. It's absolutely the but for. I also think this law was really interesting because the way the law was explained and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, they were the law was read, told to the jurors, hey, Mark Seavers doesn't have to be there. Right. To be a part of this. And. I think conspiracy in general is really interesting because you just have to have the same goal. So uh, really quick example, if you and I are going to throw a party and you're in charge of entertainment, obviously, and I'm in charge of decorations, I don't have to tell you every single thing I'm doing. So if you say, okay, well, Seema, you're in charge of decorations. I want you to go to Party City, but I decide to go to the dollar store and buy all the decorations. I can do that. Right. But everything we do, we have same purpose in mind right as long as we take a substantial step now i can exactly. remove myself from this party conspiracy if i say see but you have to tell i me. am not djing yeah. this party i am not playing this bollywood, bollywood music. music not happening <laughs> too many beats per minute i can't keep up with it no i, I I'm, I'm sorry i am i am removing myself from the party planning committee that's because you don't want to learn how to bangra yeah because you have to learn how to bangra to dj bollywood music all right do you know what that is it's the shoulder. Uh, the shoulder, yeah. The shoulder dance. Yeah, yeah you know that. Okay. Can, all right. I can do it all. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about another case we're covering here on Court TV because we're in courtrooms around the country. This one's out of Michigan. So good. 
it, it's good, but it, it really bothers me because this is a, a trial involving young people. Someone is shot and killed, and none of it, none of it should have happened. For more Court TV, watch it on cable, over the air, Roku, or go to CourtTV.com and stream live gavel-to-gavel -gavel coverage. Catch up on the big moments from our current cases and relive some of Court TV's most historic trials. Court TV, your front row seat to justice. Okay, on Court TV, we are covering a case out of Michigan. It's Michigan versus Stephen Washington. He's accused of shooting and killing Isahi Barones, and this is a case that troubles me because all the people involved are young. This is uh, the victim is a student at Michigan State University, has his whole life in front of him. All the witnesses and other people that are sort of involved in this case, all young, and it's it's a case about what I call complete nonsense. No, complete, you're right. Complete nonsense, and I'll give you I'll give you the short version of this, folks. Um, there's a guy named Ivan Keener, okay? So apparently one night he's he gets into a, a verbal argument with some young women. Yes, okay? yes, absolutely. So in his mind, Ivan Keener, he's a 28-year-old man, by the way, and he's hanging out with younger people, but that's that's another story for another time. So he gets into this argument with these these young women, um, and he says, I can't fight them because, they're, because you know, sure. I'm not going to fight a woman. So he calls up um, two women. Angela Kelly and Jessica Kelly, the Kelly girls, the Kelly sisters, okay? And, and, and has them come over to fight these women he was having an argument with. Right. Like, who does that? We're not in junior high school anymore. This is ridiculous. Especially because the argument started off something so small. Uh, Aleka Chapman was with her sister, Miracle, and they were bringing their friend uh, Hannah home. Hannah was really drunk. And all, they were saying something really innocent to Ivan and some other women. The verbal altercation was like, hey, you guys, like, why did you leave your friend in this bar? She was so drunk. We were waiting for you type of thing. Right. So it's an argument about leaving someone at a bar because the, they were drunk by themselves why did you do that yeah and somehow this escalates into all right now we're throwing down and we're gonna have a, 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 you know all these women fighting each other and the worst part is because of ivan he takes his cousins from the first location uh where hannah lived to the second location and and they really um what's the word like he 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 Tracked them down. He tracked them down on on a phone. I think a GPS, on right? GPS, GPS. and he's, he's track. So he's tracking down the the women that he wants his cousins uh, to fight, and um, for no it, good reason. And it's all about nothing. It's late at night. This is stupid. It is stupid. So now now they track down the other women, and the fight starts. Okay, but here's the problem, and I, and I'm just going to say this. The problem is when Ivan brought Jessica and Angela to the second location, okay, where the fight occurred. Where okay? the physical fight where occurred. Where the physical fight occurred. Miracle and Aleka, those are, you know, the, the, the other two women that the were involved. The Chapman sisters. The Chapman sisters, they were getting ready for bed. Yeah. I, listen, I'm not blaming them. I'm just pointing out, okay, if you are getting ready for bed, if you are done, because Miracle in her preliminary hearing, she's like, I was done. I was done. If she, you're done, why get up and leave the apartment? To fight, right? Why? So, so this part is 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 mind-boggling as well. 
But the whole thing's being instigated again by this Ivan Keener guy. He's the one who's pursuing instigated. it, instigating it, and inflaming an argument 100%. into a physical fight involving multiple young women. Right. Uh, no, in the middle of the night. Uh, in the middle of that, hundred. But I think it's always important to point these, you know, little nuances out because when you have an opportunity, and we've talked about stand your ground, we've talked about self defense, but when you have an opportunity to de-escalate a situation, do it. And again, you know, it's what you pointed out. All of these people are really young. So whether it's Miracle or Aleka, you know, whatever, whatever it is that prompted them to get out of bed and go out, then they're going into the fire. They right. shouldn't have. They should have stayed home. And, and, and you're fighting about nothing. You're fighting about nonsense, absolute nonsense that is probably fueled in part by their uh, yeah, state of mind. Yeah, everybody's been drinking. Yeah, so everybody's, everybody's been drinking. Got problems. Every well, everybody's been drinking, and and has I think everybody or most of the group was uh, smoking pot. Right. Okay. So now we get to well, well. Okay. So a bunch of women are fighting. So why are we covering? How does Stephen Washington sure. and Isai, the the victim, how do they get involved? Well, they are both connected to the women. Yes. Right. You've got Isai, who is the 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 man. The young man who gets shot, the MSU student, his girlfriend is a Laker. A Laker, yeah. One of the Chapman sisters. Meanwhile, Stephen Washington is the boyfriend of one of the Kelly sisters, Angela Kelly. Yeah. So at some point, they confront each other, and prosecutors say Washington pulls out a gun and shoots it. But Washington says he's not even there. Okay. <laughs> well, so this is so. You know, what I guess the Chapman sisters are saying is like the minute they came down, like within steps of exiting their apartment, they're getting pummeled on. Getting beaten up. They're getting beaten up. And uh, when the shots were fired, Aleka doesn't sound like he, she saw the shooter. Miracle was on the ground. And I think ID is so far. It's a big problem so far. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to, to Aleka because she testified. And you would think that, you know, the everyone's there. This fight is taking place. Someone is shot and killed. OK, so there should be a lot of eyewitnesses. You should be able to easily identify the shooter. Take a listen. The man that you saw outside the apartment with the gun, would you be able to recognize him today? If I saw him again, yes. OK. And do you... Do you see him anywhere today in the courtroom? Okay, when I say I would be able to recognize him, it's like if I would have saw, if I would have saw him like with a hood on or like the way he was that night, I would have been able to recognize him. No, I don't, I don't recognize him right now, no, I don't. Okay, right now you don't recognize no. him? Okay. No, that's bad. That's a bad moment uh, for prosecutors, but it's, it's the truth. You know, people are testifying truthfully. That's the, the one thing mm -hmm. that I can respect here is that, you know, the jury would expect the victim's girlfriend to be able to say, yeah, it's that guy right over there. Well, and, and I completely understand why she didn't, especially the, the, the more I learned about this case. It was really dark. Everyone's saying it was really dark. And according, at least to Miracle, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't And nobody clear, knows but, each other beforehand. Right, right, right. Nobody knows each other. But it sounds like the fighting continued until right after the gunshot. So it was like they're in the fighting. So imagine, you know, your punch, 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 punch is happening. Gunshot interspersed with the punch, 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 punch. And then after the gunshot, everything stops. So after the gunshot, everything stops. People run away. Yeah. But, but, but wait, I got to, we have to talk about this because I think people, this ID thing, 
there's no way you did this. There's no way you as a prosecutor kept asking when you knew the answer. You you know the person isn't going to identify uh, the defendant. You're not going to be like, hey, Seema, are you sure? Are you sure? Seema, hey, Seema, look around the courtroom. You want to look again? Just one more time for me, Seems. Come on, look around again. That's, that is that is not a seasoned prosecutor. Right, and, and you, I, you know, it is what it is. You just have to accept the facts as what they are. And they've got some other people who um, will be able to and, and have identified uh, the defendant as being the one with the gun. The problem is who they are and what they're related to the case. One of them is Ivan Keener. Okay, this is this is the guy, again, who instigates the entire thing, gets an immunity deal from prosecutors, and, and is now one of their star witnesses. So that's a problem for prosecutors, is that one of their key witnesses is someone who got immunity, all right? So you've got to take his testimony with a grain of salt. Have to. You need you need other corroboration around that. You can't depend. I, I don't like it, and I... And I he and should I, be charged more than anyone else. I, I mean... He's well. I don't think more than the guy who pulled out a gun no, and shot no, and killed no, someone. No, 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 right, right, right. But clearly, you know what I mean. Like, has, I just think it's has culpability it's, here for the whole situation. It's all his fault. It is all his I, fault. I mean, it, could, I, it wouldn't have happened if he just walked away again from a verbal he argument. Called the cousins. He brought them to where his location. I call it the first location, and then he takes everyone to the second location because he wants to pursue the fight. Yeah, that's such a problem. Now, the problem the defense has. Is is that the defense? I think they chose the wrong defense here, right? Obviously. I mean, are he, you kidding me? He's not claiming self-defense that I'm in a fight because there, there there is some testimony and evidence that the victim had a pair of scissors and a pocket knife. Correct. Right, and there was an initial statement that the victim may have had a knife or something that looked like a knife. Correct. Well, Washington is not saying self-defense. He's saying I wasn't even there. I've got I, an listen, alibi. I, I think because in the beginning, before we started, before the trial started, all the local media reports uh, pointed to self-defense. I think self-defense would have been a viable defense. It was it's the al- obvious defense. It's always more successful. It's always more successful in you know in my experience. It is the obvious defense in a fight. But uh, you know what? It, sometimes it's because the defendant. I'm telling you. I mean, I just say maybe this from he, my... maybe he maybe he believes he honestly wasn't there. What do you mean he believes he honestly wasn't there? Either I, I, you're not there or you're there. I'm trying not to call him a liar. Oh, oh, that's nice. Oh, this is like a real like. Maybe really... he honestly believes that he wasn't there that night, or or convinced his attorney that he wasn't there that night. All and right, the attorney's well, got to go with what he says. Well, this this case is just. And by the way, the big news on that case is that Angela Kelly. I thought she was testifying for the prosecution. No, sorry, she's testifying for the defense. So this this trial, it's rolling on. And of course, we'll talk about it uh, next week's podcast. But up next, we have major not only breaking news, but a core TV exclusive on Harvey Weinstein. And we will talk about that after this break. Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area. Major Weinstein update. Vinny, we broke this on your show. It was breaking news, Court TV exclusive, you name it, we got it. And... That is Harvey Weinstein's health condition. Uh, last week, he was on the courthouse steps. You noticed it. Yeah, I thought he had gout. 
You know the gout? What is gout? It's the rich man's disease. Oh, is it? Yeah. You get it from like shellfish and stuff like that. All right. That. Well, you don't eat shellfish, do you? I do, but I don't have gout. Okay, knock wood, though. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I don't want you to get the rich man's disease. Okay, but listen, he was struggling. We watched the video over and over again, um, hobbling into the courthouse, limping down the steps, being carried by court officers and bodyguards, and the bail bondsman was even He did not out. look good. He, he did, did not he look didn't good. Look, he didn't look good. He looked a mess. And uh, during your show, I got the exclusive statement. It was just for Court TV's eyes only and now for the world, and that is from his lead attorney, Donna Rotuno. And uh, she sent us this statement, and I'm going to read it to everyone. And, of course, it is on our website, CoreTV.com. And this is from Donna Rotuno. I was dismayed to see all the press coverage incorrectly stating that Mr. Weinstein was trying to garner sympathy at his court appearance last week. Mr. Weinstein was in a serious car accident in August, which resulted in a concussion and has now necessitated the need for back surgery later this week. He has been using a walker to assist him as the back pain has increased. He wanted to leave the walker in the car, so it did not appear that he was looking for sympathy, as he is not. The press surrounding his physical condition is mean-spirited and false, signed Donna A. Rotuno. So many questions that this statement has presented. Uh, First off, what car accident? Yeah, we didn't hear anything about the car accident. I thought that would have made the, you know, would have made the papers in the New York papers, right? If you get into a serious car accident, right? It now, says, he's probably not driving, right? It says he serious has, car accident. He probably has a driver, he, I would it assume. It looks like he has a driver, yeah. So uh, the serious car accident never made news, so we didn't know about it. Uh, concussion is interesting, right? Was he wearing his seatbelt? He's got a concussion. Is that, you know, all these things, I'm, I'm always skeptical, right? You know, Bill Cosby, when it was time for his trial, all of a sudden he was a feeble old man. Right. Well, he was old. Yeah, but before that, I mean, he was he was still he doing, wasn't young he was before doing that. tour he was dates. He was, he was doing tour old. dates. The but guy was doing stand up. Listen, and all of a sudden at trial, he's like a feeble old man who's blind. Like, how does that happen? Wait, how does that happen? Wait, Seema? was he? I I don't. Wait, was he blind? I don't know. It seemed like he was feigning blindness, like he couldn't quite see everywhere. Well, he my was mother. Going. Feigns um, deafness when she doesn't want to talk to me. So I mean, you know, that's how people—that's how they roll. Well, it just seems when when meanwhile you're on she trial, was at a concert last weekend. Yeah, so. same thing happens with a lot of. <laughs> she was, yeah, she, like a rock concert. Who did she go see? Uh, it was a Bollywood star. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> the same thing happens with these mobsters, right? They're running a a, a an intricate conglomerate, uh, conglomerate of organized right? crime. Right. With respect, everybody respects them. They look up to them. They run the whole thing. And then all of a sudden they're on, <gasps> on trial. They show up in their pajamas and they can't walk. That's that's why I think well, there's a lot of reaction to Weinstein, whether this is legit or not. That's why listen, people react that okay, way. Because we've seen the routine hold before. On a you know it's legit. Seen it. You know it's Uncle legitimate. June. You know it's legitimate because Donna, as an officer of the court, is not going to send a national television network a statement if it isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. No, I, I, and I'm not Do you have allergies? I'm not questioning Donna Rotuno. Okay. I am I'm not I'm what I'm doing is telling you why the public and people like me will respond a certain way when there's a <laughs> the uh, public uh, and uh and me. 
respond a certain way when there's Vinnie a defendant celebrity <laughs> when there's a defendant who's facing serious serious charges all of a sudden shows up feeble at court I'm sorry well okay it's not uh, let's just think about how, this how was he before it's then? not it's not all of the sudden because he hasn't been in court for a while so right. it is consistent with the fact that we haven't seen him in a while the closer we get to the trial date <laughs> the more his health deteriorates. That's the it's way the funny. public is going to react. It's not funny. He's 67 years old, too. I know. It, I know. Okay, but what? Okay, but do you think... All right, if he wasn't facing charges, how would... Do you think he'd have a little more pep in his step? Wouldn't you? Uh, of course. I'd be peppy. Of course. If I didn't, wasn't facing life in prison. Right. Uh, but don't you... Uh, don't you think this was smart of the team to put out this statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and 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 I, it may very well be true. I think and I trust that it's true. If it comes from a Rotuno, I trust that it's true that he's having back surgery. My, my follow up question to that is, OK, August was the car accident. The trial's in January. So we're having the surgery in the middle of December. Well, I do. Uh, I do also believe that, you know, because of the natural question being, Okay, is this going to affect the trial? I don't believe it's going to affect the trial. It, it, the trial date, uh, obviously, the issue we're involved now with with Harvey Weinstein that's happening right now. You know, I mean, this is Harvey Weinstein personal life, medical life, right? But legally speaking, he is facing a change in bail conditions, and uh, basically, New York's. Bail laws are changing. They're expected to change on January 1st. This affects Harvey Weinstein because Harvey Weinstein has been out on one million cash bail. Plus, he's had an ankle monitoring device. The ankle monitoring device he is paying for, for it to be monitored. That's coming out of his own pocket. Bail reform laws are changing a few issues. One is that every form of bail or every bail package has to have three forms of bail. So there could be a cash, there could be a bond, there could be an ankle monitor. So he has to come up with some kind of bond package. So we're waiting to hear about what that's going to be. The other issue is this ankle monitor. It can no longer be paid for by the person, but there's some, I'm, I'm honest, this is very confusing. I have the bail reform law in front of me, but it's confusing because uh, the, the bail reform was put forward in April of 2019. So they're basically not changing everything till April of 2020, which is after the trial is presumably over. It'll be over. It'll so, be over. so that, so this is what's happening now. Yeah. And it's all a uh, very confusing and you know, he needs to be out on bail cause he needs to get that surgery done. Yeah. Right. So if he, if he, I mean, if, well, he, if his bail ever got revoked, can I just, how's he going to get the surgery? Well, then all of a sudden we've got a real problem unless he wants to use one of those jail doctors. Do Okay. Can we talk about that? Wait, wait, <laughs> I, I don't wait, think wait, he's using a jail. Doctor. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me tell you something. Excellent medical care in jail. Excellent. Let me, let me tell you something. The years compared to what compared to, um, Compared to not getting a doctor, right? Okay, but, but wait, but not on. when but you wait, can let me get explain. the no, but, best of the right, best. Right, but let me explain. Best. But I'm saying, but I think people should know this. Like, I, this is what I've gone through. Okay, so as a defense attorney, and that was you know my bread and butter for 15 years. A lot of clients, you know, when they were going through some health problems, right, or work, looking out for a plea, were like, "All right, when are you really ready to get this surgery or get this like um, 
procedure done. Uh, I think they maybe even do LASIK surgery in jail. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I've had clients where we've strategically organized so they their health care to get free medical care. Yeah, and, I, I can understand. And, and can you blame them? Yeah, can, he, I can't blame them. He doesn't them. need anything free. He has money. So he can pay for the best. Of the okay, best but of well, the best. I will. I will tell you, and this is another thing. And I it's think, elective surgery too. I would think, right? Back surgery. It's it's probably elective surgery. It's not. It's not like breast augmentation. It's not elective. He no, needs but it's, it. No, but it's but it's it's for pain management. What are you talking about? It's for pain management. It's not, like, not life threatening. It's not life threatening. How do you know? We don't know. I would presume. We don't know. I'm just saying it's not like, you know, getting a butt lift. I mean, it's your back. Well, you her need own to, statement, you need to... her own statement that you read to me said that he's experiencing pain. So he's going to get the surgery because of the pain, not because his life is in jeopardy. I think that's life To me, that makes it, no, it doesn't make it life threatening. I think so. It makes it a little uncomfortable or very uncomfortable. Okay. I By also the way, think... if you have a back problem, do you use a walker? I thought you use a walker if you had leg problems. It may be both. And by the way, hello. Hello, Dr. Politan. Uh, Back pain sometimes radiates into the legs. Yeah, so the sustained. sciatic nerve. The sciatic sustained. nerve. A little sciatica. Okay, okay. so, um, yeah, in between your uh, legal journalism, you can go research that. I'm a Web doctor MD. of jurisprudence. That's what I tell my children. That, well, actually, they refer to me as doctor. Doctor Dad. That is true. Juris doctor. We have That's juris right. doctors. So we're we are like doctors. So we, we are like doctors. All right, well, so the bottom line is we got this Was there pressure in your condition? family for you to become a doctor? Uh, was that's a great question? No, because my dad was an engineer. Oh, okay. And honestly, they 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 didn't. I don't even think they thought I was going to go to college. They thought I was going to be a dancer. Look at that full time. Yeah, I think they were surprised. When they both were like knocked socks over when I said law school. Like, I don't think what? they thought I was going to graduate. I'm being serious. Wow. They. Wow. I don't think they. Th and then I went to law school in California. And I didn't take the bar there. And then I went back to New York. And I said, I'm going to take the New York bar. And they both simultaneously, and these two people who really disliked each other agreed on the point that they didn't think I was going to pass the New York bar. I mean, they really looked at me. They were like, you barely graduated from law school. What makes you think, in California, what makes you think that you can take the New York bar and pass? They were really, really scared. But I, yeah, and shockingly, I passed on the first time. It was, it was there. You go, unbelievable. I, 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 you know, what? I shout out to uh, Peeper, Peeper Bar Review. Because of that man, I passed the bar, and that's the only reason. Okay, but uh, yeah, where were we? <laughs> I think we were talking about. Um... You Harvey asked Weinstein. me the question. You know I love talking about my parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Weinstein is going to get surgery. You don't think it's going to delay the trial. I'm I'm taking it with a grain of salt because you know, surgery can be very serious. Maybe he'll be, um, you know, in traction for a while. He won't be able to walk around at all. He'll have to be carried into court. You know, like like when you lay down on one of those things. <laughs> those uh, contraptions, yeah. Yeah, one of those contraptions. And it'll bring with the leg court. is hanging Yeah, out. and I think that happened in one of the mobster trials as well. He was okay, laying we in some, bed during his trial. Okay, we have something to look forward to. Here we go. All right, when we come back, um, I, I was debating whether we should even talk about this. Because he's Next so week. annoying. Yeah. So annoying. But we have to. We have to address it because we are Court TV and this was a huge trial, a huge story, and uh, it reared its ugly head one more time in a publicity stunt. George Zimmerman back in the news, and he's filed a lawsuit for $100 million against Trayvon's parents, the prosecutor, Trayvon's parents' attorney, and, of course, one of the witnesses in the trial. We'll talk about this ridiculous lawsuit <laughs> when we come back.
For more Court TV, watch it on cable, over the air, Roku, or go to CourtTV.com and stream live gavel-to-gavel coverage. Catch up on the big moments from our current cases and relive some of Court TV's most historic trials. Court TV, your front row seat to justice. In my hands, I have a, a lawsuit, a complaint, and I'll, and I'll read uh, the title. George Zimmerman versus Sabrina Fulton, Benjamin Crump, Rachel Gentel, Brittany Diamond Eugene, Tracy Martin, Bernie Delarionda, John Guy, Angela Corey, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the State of Florida, and Harper Collins Publishers, LLC. The amount in the complaint, George Zimmerman seeking $100 million. $100 million. The causes of action, which is what you need to state in your complaint, is, is you know, why you were wronged. He's claiming malicious prosecution, abusive process, civil conspiracy, defamation, defamation per se, defamation by implication, and that's it. So let me can I start with the defamation. Sure. Uh, defamation to to um, win a lawsuit for defamation. One, you have to prove that that someone defamed you, said something that was untrue about you. Okay. And then you have to prove that there was damage to your character, to your reputation. And part of what Zimmerman is saying is that the damage to his reputation has been evident since post-trial, can't get a job, people vilify him in what the What kind news. of job did he have before the trial, I think, is the question. Like, what, what, what changed what was, in his circumstance? He was like a self-proclaimed... Well, he was a self-appointed uh, neighborhood watch guy, but he right. didn't get paid for that. Um, there was testimony that he tried to become a police officer, but that didn't work out for him uh, <laughs> earlier in his career. And I think at the time, he may have been between uh, jobs and was trying to go back to school. For what? I don't know, but I, I believe for, for juris I believe, his, I believe his wife was pretty much supporting him. At the oh, time. that's right, that's correct. Okay, yeah. um, this t- to me, this whole thing uh, just uh, reeks of a um, publicity stunt because there's a, a documentary that's uh, a documentary. Uh, people use that term very loosely these days. Anyhow, there's, yes. there's some sort of movie that's uh, calling itself a documentary uh, that's coming out about the case that, that that talks about this, and it seems that the attorney connected to the lawsuit is connected to that movie. Benjamin Crump. Or no, no the, oh, the lawyer representing Zimmerman. The one representing okay, Zimmerman. so yeah, and Absolutely. I, well, okay, so there's two things I want to just mention. So Zimmerman's complaint that you just read from, he's saying, because the first question a lot of people had for us was, why now? According to Zimmerman, September 16th, 2019 was the earliest possible date that he would have known about this. Uh, And he found out about it on October 15th because that is when he became aware of the book that was published by Benjamin Crump, who was the lawyer or perhaps is still the lawyer for Trayvon Martin's family. Right. So they're saying some stuff is revealed there that is uncovering this huge conspiracy against George Zimmerman. And this is revolving around the witness, Rachel Jantal, who we all remember testifying. She was a very compelling witness. I mean, she really got to me for sure. And basically, she was the last person that spoke to Trayvon Martin before he was killed. 
now, whatever, Zimmerman's saying that she wasn't the last person, it was somebody else, and that Rachel Jontal was just pretending to be her at trial. And right, and there was a conspiracy to make her testify at the case, and she was, you know, talked into it or, you know, worked into doing all this. Hey, I spoke with Rachel Gentile after the trial uh, for like 45 minutes, did an interview with her, and, and you know, it was tough. I mean, the, the difficulty for her was she... She found out about it afterwards, and then she realized that she was the last person to to speak with Trayvon because she's on the phone with him. It's just a normal conversation where Trayvon sure. is is walking back from the convenience store, and he's talking to her. And then all of a sudden, this guy in this car starts following him, and 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 Trayvon tries to run away from him. And eventually, there's some confrontation in which Trayvon Martin is shot and killed by George Zimmerman. I just want to note one other point, and that is the lawyer representing George Zimmerman. His name is Larry Clayman, uh, and he is a conservative activist. He founded the watchdog group Judicial Watch, and the Washington, D.C. Ethics Committee of the Bar is reconsidering his license and suspending him for two years. All right, so he, you know, he's got some issues there that he's dealing with. I don't know the facts uh, surrounding those. What I do know are the facts surrounding the trial of George Zimmerman. And um, at, at the end of the day, it, it, to me, this was a case um, that could have been won. So if you're talking about a case of defamation and where people are um, trying to destroy George Zimmerman, this was a very close call. Uh, the jury saw it the way they did. They found reasonable doubt which is the standard in a criminal case. But in a civil case, the standard is much, much different. And if George Zimmerman actually goes forward with this, he would be subjected to depositions, which I would love to see. And there is, again, just to be clear, there is nothing that uh, we have seen that corroborates his allegations against Rachel Chantal. Right. And and we'll continue to follow this if, yes, any, if anything comes to it. I just think it smells of a publicity stunt, which is why I don't want to spend a lot of time on it now. We'll see if something develops. If it does, we'll jump all in on it. And you don't have time to because we have to wrap up because yeah. you have to go put your false eyelashes on and get yourself on some television video politics. You see, now you have you have overstated the level of makeup that I that I require. He's a big fan of contouring, folks. Don't kid yourself. No, don't kid yourself. No, you just need a little bit of powder to, so there's no, no but shininess. Your I mean, you have such great cheekbones, Vinny. There is no contouring done. It is merely powder. So the lights, you know, reflect. He's off actually of you. telling the truth, folks. He actually has banished the contouring. They palette. tried it on me. They did try it, they tried and it he's, on me. he's banished the entire palette no from the makeup room. Okay, so uh, next week we're gonna have more big stories for you. We'll be back then. And you can also watch us on Court TV because we're actually on television oh, every day. Yeah. And if you have an antenna, please rescan it, folks. See you next. Time. See you next time. Thank you. This podcast is a production of Court TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.